All right, we're back in Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, last week we uh, started out and covered verses 8 and 9. Uh, we talked about how the fact that there was nothing truly remarkable about Abraham for God to choose him. Um, uh, he was a pagan, right? Uh, he and his family served other gods, but God in his grace called Abram and uh, told him to go and Abraham obeyed. Uh, his obedient, obedience is what made him remarkable. We discuss how hard it would have been to receive the call from God to leave his kindred and his land and to go to a place that God would show him, but uh, never really knowing where he was going, how long it was going to be, and the fact that he had to bring that to his wife and be like, hey, we've got to go. And, uh, and then uh, Ben pointed out the fact that that was uh, a display of faith for uh, Sarai, uh, Sarah, um, that he received the call directly from God and she, she followed. She, uh, she followed, listened to her husband and followed in obedience uh, with him. <clears throat> we also talked about questions we would have had uh, in speaking about, again, where are we going? How long are we traveling? Uh, how is this promise that he received, how is this going to be fulfilled? How, I mean, this is, um, it would be a lot, right? And Abram at 75 years old, his wife is barren, and he's getting all these promises. So that, that would have been hard. But again, his obedience was a display of his faith. All right, so in talking about this promise, that, uh, the promises that God gave him, um, we, the Abrahamic covenant. What are the parts of the Abrahamic covenant? I believe it's a good idea to kind of keep that in mind of what we're talking about when we talk about the Abrahamic covenant. Land, seed, blessing. Land, seed, blessing. Great name. A great name, right. Bless those who bless him and curse those who curse him, right? And uh, did he receive uh, all that he was to inherit? No. Right, right. He didn't even receive it in his lifetime. Um, uh, he, he and his family, uh, they lived as so sojourners uh, in tents. Um, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, none of them received that promise during their lifetime, but they stayed faithful and they continued moving on, right? Uh, he went in faith. He and his family lived as sojourners in faith and a promise that would not be fulfilled until well after uh, their lifetimes. Um, and one more question, one more thing I was thinking about when I was reading. Um, I don't, I'm not going to give an answer really, but uh, why do you think Abram, we said he was a, a pagan. Why do you think uh, at 75 years old, he's used to serving other gods. Why would he listen to God and go? Why would he be like, Okay, yeah, I, this is something I've got to do. I've got to go. Must have been some kind of personal encounter. That's all I'm thinking. It, yeah, exactly, right? Maybe yeah. he was searching internally. Right, yeah. I think that uh, if you look at verse 10, it says, For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. And the city in this context, I would submit, is you have chapters uh, 10 and 11, immediately after that you have chapter 12. Chapter 11, they build a city in the plain of Shinar, and then they begin to build the tower up to heaven. Right. Yeah. And God comes down and confuses the languages, and from there they begin, they, they spread out. Now, does it happen immediately? I would say not. I think it's something that happens over time, is people, as they start to, you know, fight, you know, infighting, and people are, all right, fine, we're leaving. 
you know, then some other people get into the argument, fine, they're leaving. So I think this happens over a period of time. And in that historical context is Abraham. And that's why 11 is right next to 12. So maybe Abraham saw what was going, what was happening in the city of man. And I think that's a very interesting point here in verse 10, that the designer and builder is God, as opposed to Babel, where the designer and builder was a great hunter, but still a man. Right. I never heard that. Hold on. Well, Did you ever hear that? Could be wrong. Well, no, I. I, I <laughs> I've never even heard that. I've never thought of that. I thought. Me neither. I, I, I mean, I. Great how the author did it. I've never heard that. Right, just chapter so 11 is right next to chapter 12. Chapter 11 is about Babel. Right. Chapter 11, verse 4. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in, hev- in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the, over the face of the whole earth. And, and then that's when the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built. Uh, so, yeah, and, and I, going, I, I completely agree with that. I completely uh, agree with that. And, and again, going exactly against what God put man on uh, here to do, to be fruitful and multiply and take... Uh, of the whole earth. Right. Men did just the opposite. Right. I'm to go back to your question. I, I go back to why is anybody saved? Mm. How does anybody get saved? You know, we're dead in our sins. Right. And uh, you know, there's nothing about us why we should be saved. It's the act of the Holy Spirit. So I think the Holy Spirit with Abram is a big reason why he moved and went with with what he's doing because just like any of us we can't be saved without the holy spirit exactly right believe in that so yeah Yeah, it should be noted that it wasn't abraham that left babel it was terah yeah and so and they and he settled north of the euphrates so abraham could have gone back but he felt that desire so i would submit that he desired a better country and we, when we talk about what faith looks like, maybe part of it is just looking around at where you're at, the city you're living in, maybe the school you're in, maybe it's the neighborhood you're in, you're in, you're in you're like, you know what, something's wrong here. Maybe, and I think, I think you know, Babel was a very wicked place. And it goes yeah. down in history as being a very, you know, continually used as a metaphor for the city of man and all its wickedness. So I would say that the first Babel had, probably had a lot going on there. And Abraham, we say like there was nothing particularly unique about him, except for the fact that maybe him and his family they looked around and like something's not something's not right. Absolutely. And that's who gives that sense but God alone. Exactly. Yep, God alone. Exactly. <clears throat> so yeah, so they went. They lived in tents, lived as sojourners, right? Uh, and like you said, verse ten, they're looking for a city whose foundations and builder is God. <clears throat> so living in tents, there's no foundation, right? There's no, uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to see a, des- a description of that city, let's go to uh, Revelation 21. So I'm going to start in verse 9. 
Then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me saying, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like the most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and at the 12 gates, 12 angels and on the gates, the names of the 12 tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, three gates and on the west, three gates and the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the lamb. And the one who spoke with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city and its gates and walls. The city lies four square, its length the same as its width. And he measured the city with his rod, 12,000 stadia. Its length and width and height are equal. He measured its wall, 144 cubits, by a human measurement, which is also an angel's measurement. The wall was built of jasper, while the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with every kind of jewel. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysophase, the eleventh jack jacinth, the twelfth amethyst, and the twelve gates were, t uh, were twelve pearls, each of the gates made of a single pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. Uh, I'm going to stop there, but, I mean, what a description, right? I hate to say this, but I really like the next part. There was no temple. Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, and I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. Right. No need of sun or moon to shine on it. The glory of God gives its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. <coughs> By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. And its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no light there, uh, no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So that yeah. means there won't be any sacrifice in the new heaven and the new earth. Right? Yeah. Because, so what this means, if there's no temple and there's no sacrifice, there, man is back in communion and harmony with God. Right. Whereas, just as he was in the garden. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's just... Uh, close with this uh, with the whole talk the whole talk of sojourning the fact that Abraham was a sojourner um, what does that mean for us all right like it makes us think we are sojourners we don't get comfortable right we, you know as they say when in Rome do as the Romans do well you know, I don't think we should be doing as everybody else does we, right. we need to follow the Lord and uh, do what he wants what he leads us to do <clears throat> all right well, I guess next week we'll pick up and uh, talk about Sarah. Uh, if somebody wants to close us in prayer. Okay.